Good afternoon. This is a special edition of Radio Parallax, and we would like to uh, welcome you all to uh, the program. We have had some technical difficulties, in case you haven't noticed. 90.3 has been off the air for some time, but we're back on now, almost on time for today's program. And we'd like to thank our, in, our industrious engineer for coming in on his day off on this New Year's Day. I guess this is the third time this has happened in recent memory to fix things. So um, we're working, and hopefully you are listening. And uh, and in fact, to test this hypothesis, would someone out there give us a call? We want to we want to verify that there is at least one person out there in Radio Land. So give us a call. We'll uh, we'll see if we can link up. All right, this is Radio Parallax, which comes to you every Thursday at five o'clock. Oh my goodness, we're getting a phone call, so that's proof that we're out there. Um, should be yeah. Let's take it. Okay. Oh, we have two phone calls in. Fact. Oh my God. Oh my. Okay. You, you you patient listeners. Line two, you're on the air. Line two. Well, apparently thank, not. Thank you, line two. <laughs> line one, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. You are listening. We appreciate that. No sweat, man. You wanted someone to call, so we- had to call. We appreciate it. Caller, where are you? I'm driving down 80, actually, unfortunately. All right, well, good enough. That means we're back out and people are picking us up. Oh. Are you there? We've lo- we All lost right, we lost him. Well, we appreciate someone verifying the link. So we now know that we do have an audience, and let's proceed with our program. I am your host, Douglas Everett. As I mentioned, this is Radio Parallax. And joining me in the booth today is KDVS's... News director. News director, Steve Valentino. Thanks so much for coming by, Steve. Afternoon, Doug. Thank you for having me on the program. And let's, of course, remind the listening audience that you have, uh, you are on the air tomorrow at 8.30. 8.30 in the morning. Uh, I will be airing, uh, half of the Free Speech Radio News documentary that was supposed to play today at 5.30, but because of the technical difficulties, it was not. Okay. So, uh, if you wanted to hear that, tune in tomorrow and I'll play it at 9 o'clock. Very good, sir. Uh, we don't usually take a lot of calls, and I got, we have a lot of ground to cover. We put the message out there, so let's take one or two. Someone else is calling in. Okay. Line one, you're on the air this afternoon. For the love of God, you're on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for, for sitting by your radio very patiently and, and waiting for us to come back. Outstanding. Uh, was there a power, uh, power outage that hit you guys or what? Well, I'm not sure technically what went wrong. We did have a power outage. The generators kicked back on, but uh, but uh, they had to come in and reprogram things, is my understanding. Do you know what caused the power outage? Um, just I think just the general blustery winds and uh, bad weather we've been having. Or we can just blame it on Enron. Outstanding. We'll have at it. Five states away, and they're still plaguing us. Uh, we should actually, our engineer just stepped in. We should have him explain a little bit, if he wants to, about uh, what went down today. You, you care to go go and talk to our listening audience? Okay. All right. We have we have a, a digital encoder and decoder for our audio signal that goes from the microwave link from the studio to the transmitter. And that apparently that digital link got a little scrambled in the uh, quick power outage, so it wasn't sending anything through. So I just had to reset the digital encoder and decoder, and then everything worked fine. 
Well, on behalf of our listening audience, we thank you, sir. Okay. Thanks. For, for hooking us back up again. And there goes our caller. Oh, okay. All right. And the amazing thing is people called in without even giving them the number. I'm, you know, that, that restore, restores your faith in humanity. It really does. You know, because I, I was driving in, I punched 90.3, and there's nothing. So I, I left it on 90.3, and I guess, you know, perhaps our faithful listeners did likewise. Just and, waiting for us to come back on the air. And you know what? Sometimes a silence is good. <laughs> silence is golden, it's, but hopefully not during the next 55 minutes. <laughs> All right, I wanted to start out today. I just pulled something. You know, it's it's our New Year's show. We didn't figure we'd have a large listening audience uh, anyway. So we thought we would just do some whimsical stuff and look back at the year that just passed, look forward to the year that's about to come, and just do some miscellaneous items that have been piling up. And uh, have you heard, ever heard of Six Degrees of Separation? Yes, I have. All right, I Wasn't that mo- a movie, too? Yes, most of our listening audience have heard of this concept that you can connect every person on Earth with someone else with six steps. When I first heard about that, I thought six steps seems like an awfully small number. But people have looked into this, and they've discovered that actually you can pretty well cook up most people on Earth in mm. six steps. And uh, someone, some wag got the idea, made fun of this and invented a game called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Movie star Kevin Bacon was made the central character in this scheme, which they tried to then connect every other actor in the world to Mm-hmm. Mr. Bacon in the minimum number of steps. Mm-hmm. And this is namely because Kevin Bacon has been in a number of movies. Um, I think he's, he's been in a lot. I couldn't name any offhand for you, but I don't think he's worked in about ten years. Or has he? Kevin Bacon has been in a large number of movies. And in fact, I brought... Oh, I didn't bring the list in. I had the number of, of the movies he's been in. I'm not sure why they picked him, just because I think he's just, you know... He's the guy. He was, he was the designated guy. Um, so I decided to do a little thought problem here and connect you me you me to yes. kevin bacon yes can you do that yes i can and how many steps uh okay considering you as step zero okay well, let's go through it you're you're step zero in fact we can do this for all of our fellow public affairs hosts they would be step zero all right and then i you your host would be step Douglas one Robert, would be number one now why is this the case doug well, because uh, because when I was um, in medical school, which was a long time ago, I took a trip down to Mexico where they happened to be filming a big budget Hollywood movie <laughs> called Against All Odds. So um, <clears throat> the casting director asked uh, people to come forward to be extras. They were paying forty one bucks a day, mm-hmm. which was not bad for you know, a lot of bums hanging around in Mexico. So people showed up, and of course, I either looked too Mexican. Or I looked to something and was passed over by the casting director. Mm-hmm. But we showed up the next day. And actually, people I told about it, they were actually in a couple of scenes in this movie subsequently. Uh, the next day, they had a casting call again, and I was passed over again. Mm-hmm. And then third day, they did it, and I was passed over a third time. Mm-hmm. Luckily for me, on the fourth day, the casting director left the island, East Mojeres, <laughs> and I showed up for work as if I'd been picked all along. Mm-hmm. The new guy, not knowing any better, the assistant, had me and three other British lads go sit out under a palm tree, drink beer, and wait as Jeff Bridges drove up and down in a Jeep. <laughs> now, in the very beginning of this movie, Against All Odds, I can go into a video store and say, you know, I'm in this movie. Are you listed on a credit? Um, well, no. Okay. My role as an extra is not a particularly prominent one. I would think not. In fact, you can't really tell it's me. <laughs> In fact, you really can't tell it's a human being. But 
Oh, you kind of blend in with the, the coconut tree? I know that that particular, the fourth smudge under that particular coconut tree during the particular frame as he drives by the front of this building is me. <laughs> and I'm happy to point that out to people. Well, we, we believe you, Doug. Okay. Okay. Right. You have to take, you have to take a little bit on faith on this. Now, truthfully, I know in the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, you're not supposed to be counted if you're an extra. So we're going to bend the rules. We'll bend the rules a little bit. Okay. So count me as number one. Okay. So being that I was in the scene with Jeff, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll count Jeff Bridges as number two. Okay. Now, Jeff Bridges was in a movie uh, with Gary Oldman called The Contender. Okay. Okay. I I don't think I've heard of that. I don't know that movie either. But Isn't it about about a boxer? Well, you would guess so with the name The Contender. But Mr. Oldman, of course, fine actor in his own right, been in, in numerous films, would be then number three. Step number three. Step number three. Gary Oldman was in the movie JFK, which by co- not by coincidence, we had Zach Sklar, the screenwriter, on last month on this program. Another reason to listen to Radio Parallax. And that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well spoken, sir. And Gary Oldman appeared in JFK with Kevin Bacon. So there you have it. There you have you it. You is zero. I'm one. Jeff Bridges is two. Gary Oldman is three, and Kevin Bacon would be, what, four? One, two, three, four. So we've done it in we four steps. Four steps. Four steps. Wow, that's impressive. So we have a cushion of two. I wonder if he'd take my, uh, you know... <laughs> you could try <laughs> My audition him. tape. Yeah, try emailing him and see how you, how this, this pans out. But unfortunately, um, you know, feeling that's pretty good to do it in three, but... I would like to note for the record, we like to go on occasion to Dr. John's Bathroom Reader on this it's program. It's Uncle John's. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. We would like to note in the beginning, it states, All rights reserved. No part of this book may be used or reproduced in any manner whatsoever without written permission, except in the case of brief quotations embodied in critical articles or reviews. In my professional legal opinion, read something. Uh, I therefore would like to do a slight review of this book. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I did not mark the page <laughs> adequately, so you must bear with me for a moment as I thumb through here to find where someone took this this concept of Kevin Bacon and said that due to computer analysis, you should be able to get to Kevin Bacon in three steps. That's fairly impressive. Now, I, I believe that um, you know a lot of actors talk about um, you know being able to to make it within two steps. Within two steps, I think if you're in Hollywood, if you're an actor in Hollywood, that means that you've, quote unquote, made it, if you will. To Kevin Bacon. To Kevin Bacon. I had not heard that. Now, I, I would think I, that if you make it to Lawrence Olivier in two steps, that might be a little more. Profound. Or Jack Nicholson. But, yes. um, actually, Lawrence Olivier has done a number of fairly bad movies lately. Um, or. Toward the end. Towards the end. Yeah, towards I, the end he, of I think he career. did a lot of things for the money toward the end. Which is, which is terrible. But, um,. Would you like me right. to read a public service announcement? Since I'm having such a doggone... T- yes, take, take <clears throat> a minute while I, while I find this, please. Uh, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission estimates that in 1997, there were 16,700 fires, 30 deaths, deaths and three, 430 injuries associated with clothes dryers. Some of these fire, fires can occur when lint builds up in the filter or in the exhaust duct. Under certain conditions, when lint blocks the flow of air, excessive heat buildup can cause fire in some dryers. To prevent fires, clean the lint filter regularly and frequently check the exhaust duct for blockage. These helpful tips will make, help keep your home safe and your clothes dry. For more information, go to cpsc.gov or call CPSC hotline at 1-800-638-2772. That number again, one 800 638 Two seven seven two.
Thank you, the, sir. That has got to be the strangest public service announcement I have ever read. Oh, I think talking about fires in dryers. I think there's stranger ones. I can't find it, as it turns out, so we'll have to do that on another day. We, we like to come back to things on this program, but uh, let's jump ship to another thing I found <laughs> here by way of review. This is such a classic that it, probably most people listening have, have heard this, but if you haven't, Cool Communications is the title of this chapter. Mm-hmm. And it cites a famous incident where George Bernard Shaw's Pygmalion opened. He sent Winston Churchill tickets with a twist saying, Having closed two tickets to premiere, come and bring a friend if you have one. To which Winston Churchill replied, Impossible to attend opening night. We'll attend second night if there is one. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's splendid. do the year. Let's look back at the year and some quotes here. Let's go back through 2003. Um, how was your New Year's, by the way? How was your New Year's Eve? Did you do anything? New Year's or? Eve is I'm snake bitten on New Year's Eve. I never have a good New Year's Eve. I don't know why, but it just never seems to pan out. Did you go to a party? Did you stay at home and sulk? Did you? Um, I stayed home and read. No, not I a bad holiday. Home. No, it wasn't bad. It was, it was a good thing. I could have gone to the the uh, blues concert uh, at Memorial Auditorium last night. I had tickets. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z put that on, but I just decided I just didn't have the energy. All right. I got some quotes and some various miscellaneous items. Let's just go through a few of these. Mm-hmm. This is a quote I just thought should be brought to the attention of our listening audience from Mr. Jeb Bush, the mm-hmm. Florida governor. He was looking at a map showing the prevalence of wildfires in California during one of his state cabinet meetings and noted, quote, it looks like the people of San Francisco are an endangered species. That's probably good news for the country. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeb Bush. And a quote that I like from Courtney Love, musician, actress, before entering the court where she pled not guilty to felony drug charges. Quote, don't tell. It's a big secret. I used to do drugs. <laughs> All the track marks and... <laughs> that reminds Glass me... Glass breaking. Go so, some years ago, Steve, when uh, when when John Denver came forward and admitted that he'd smoked marijuana. Well, it's like you know, Liberace was gay. <laughs> well, shut my mouth. <laughs> Mar- he came forward. John Denver said that he'd smoked marijuana. Marty Balin, the uh, the guitarist for the Jefferson Airplane, then held the press conference. <laughs> came forward and said, "I have to admit, I've smoked it myself." John Denver's coming forward gives me the courage to be able to make this admission in public. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There are some various wit and wisdoms. Do you read this magazine the week? Um, I try and pick it up when I can. But... Pretty good pretty good new magazine. I think it's out of I think it's out of the UK. Mm-hmm. But they they like to take quotes from different places and some of these are pretty good that are probably worth going through, so I thought I would just throw a few out to our for our listeners. A quote from Oscar Wilde, recently um, cited by columnist Liz Smith. Mm-hmm. Biography lends to death a new terror. Ah, okay. <laughs> Took me a minute. All right. <laughs> uh, one from Ronald Reagan, who we started out this program with, which is one of my favorite station IDs on this program. I, I love Reagan that ID, interview. too. Ronald Reagan quoted by the UPI, you can accomplish much if you don't care who gets the credit. Words and wisdom now, when, when did from that, the Gipper. When did that come out? That couldn't have come out this year. I don't know. In okay. a future show, by the way, I managed to pick up a copy yesterday of What Does Joan Say? Mm-hmm. by White House, former White House astrologer Joan Quigley. 
outlining what she did for the Reagans during the uh, the Reagan Bush administrations, which is going to be interesting. But That'd be some, some fantastic reading for the show, I think. I think it will be. She not only says that they said they accused her, Don Regan. Of course, we talked about that when we mentioned his obituary earlier this year. Don Regan. Um, uh, said that she would pick days, which Reagan were favorable days to do something. Mm-hmm. Quigley says, oh, not only did I do that, I'd pick the right hour. I would tell them the right hour they should do things. Are, are we talking doing things like going out or Have doing meeting, things like ha- signing treaties meet with, with the, the Treasury Secretary? You know, it would be a good time to do it at 1 o'clock, but apparently Mars is in Pisces. Oh. Yeah, right at that moment. I, I see. Did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and let's just one, the one third one to go out with. Uh, Osh... Author Josh Billings, quoted in the Alexandria, Louisiana Daily Town Talk, said, quote, as scarce as truth is, the supply is always greater than the demand. <laughs> Words of wisdom. All right. Here's an item from the Arizona Republic that I, I think this is true. I can't verify this, but I suspect this is true. Let me read from the article. Knock, knock. Who's there? Prince. Prince who? The prince who sang Little Red Corvette? Yes. Can we talk? That's what happened to a Minnesota-area couple who answered their front door on a Sunday afternoon to find the singer, a committed Jehovah's Witness. He then tried to convert them. He stayed for about 25 minutes, said the wife, identified only as Rochelle, left us a pamphlet. He didn't do anything wrong. He was very kind. Prince, 45, then left in a waiting car, didn't appear to stop at any other house. I did not know that Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. Well, how did they know it was Prince? Well, he looks pretty distinctive. Yeah, but I mean... I don't know. I, I, Can't I'd verify. Be very, that'd be Could be an urban legend. I, I don't know. Was he wearing chaps? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Perhaps he used that little symbol he had to identify <laughs> himself. That's how they knew on his calling card. Uh, let's see. Ah, here was one I've been sitting on for a while from October 24th. I didn't... Did you know this story? Would Apparently, I, 11 newspapers in the United States ran 11 identical letters signed by different members of an army unit in Iraq. None of the soldiers reached later said they'd actually written the letter, which described how well the operation was going. (laughs) When I told him he wrote such a good letter, said the father of one soldier, he said, What letter? (laughs) See, why would the Pentagon even do things like that, though? I mean, they have to know that information like that would get out eventually. That that someone would would call back and say, you know, I I didn't actually write that letter. I I don't know. I mean, they 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 put Jessica Lynch forward as a dramatic rescue where they went in and like you know it, it turns out later of course the hot the doctors were trying to ship her to American Lines and the and when they shot at the ambulance mm-hmm. they filmed the whole thing. They needed a hero at that moment. They had to manufacture one. And God bless her, Jessica Lynch has come forward to just say, you know, that was uh, it's a shame I was being used that way. Mm-hmm. Well, good for her. I mean, she certainly I mean, is a hero in her own right, but uh, you know, it was it was wrong to have to have mm-hmm. made her a pawn in this whole public relations war. Mm-hmm. Uh, the audience can't see me nodding in approval right now. Yeah, that's which right, I am but you doing. are nodding in approval. I will state for the record. All right, here's another item. The National Rifle Association has published a 19-page list of celebrities who have lent their name and notoriety to anti-gun causes. <gasps> Julia <laughs> Roberts, Britney Spears, Jerry. Jerry Seinfeld, Uma Thurmond, John McEnroe, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Mike Myers. Liberals? I guess. In Hollywood? I know. Shocking, what? isn't it? 
are among the many named. I wouldn't call it an enemies list, said NRA CEO Wayne LaPierre. <laughs> Our members want to know who in the celebrity community is up in the celebrity community is opposed to the Second Amendment. It puts a kind of permanent stain on the way our members feel about them. They don't want to go buy their movies. They don't want to buy their songs. They don't want to support their careers. So there. Well, that's a lot of Charlton Heston movies that you're going to have to be watching. <laughs> you know, now, I, speaking of six degrees of separation, can we, can we connect Julia Roberts, Britney Spears, Jerry Seinfeld, Uma Thurman to Charlton Heston? That would be an all-star cast, I think, if you put them all together in one movie. <laughs> but um, did I ever tell you, have you, you, you've seen the movie The Ten Commandments, right? Yes. You know where uh, Charlton Heston as Moses raises his hands to part the Red Sea? Yes. If you look really closely on his left hand, you can actually <laughs> see his Rolex. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Do you have some more amusing quotes for us? Oh, I've got so many more. We've got to take a break here in a minute. I should probably queue up one of our uh, one of our spots here while I'm talking. We are proving Murphy's Law here today, I think, in, in, t- in the station. Uh, let's pull up some cards here. Okay. Uh, while we're doing that, let's see. Another item from the week. Actually, it's a, it's a reprint of a New York Times piece. The Chinese are beginning to buy cars in significant numbers. About four million Chinese now own their own cars and a million more are joining them on the road each year, causing huge traffic jams in major cities, many accidents and worsening air pollution. Now, what kind of cars are they buying? Are they buying Japanese cars? Are they producing their own? That that I do not know. But uh, you know, Chinese Chinese used to be cities were no, famous for having people on bicycles. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen this, you know. much like Davis, which has worked remarkably well for this town. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Although some would say there are many connections of Beijing and Davis, but uh, I, <laughs> I won't go there. I like this town. I, I like this town this a lot town. too. And I like. The fact that I lived in this town for a long time with only a bicycle. <laughs> only life was so civilized now. All right, another Damn item. Kids. Go on, go on. Another item. Los Angeles Times, Barna Research Group poll. Two-thirds of Americans believe they will go to heaven, while only 0.5% think they'll go to hell. <laughs> I... I don't know what to say to that statistic. I, I, I think those numbers are probably a little bit hopeful. All right, Should let's, we take a break? Let's take a short break here and do, uh, do a little bit of business that we're supposed to do here. All right. So. KDVS time is 528. All right. Let's um, queue up one of our... <clears throat> what do we have coming up in our second segment, Doug? We're going to go through the year. We're going to go through some science stories. We're just going to look back and just talk about some miscellaneous things. Uh, and I think just have no no set plan. Okay, that'll be fantastic. We'll, right. we'll fly by the seat of our pants and probably do it well. I, well, let's hope.